This is Saturday morning's must-listen formal. Set to go. Ready. Waiting. The best minds in the business are ready to have their say. This is the Melbourne Racing Panel. Great to have the panel assembled to look at feature racing. Hillside Circuit at Sandown today. The Chairman Stakes and the Geoffrey Belmain. The features, Mark Hunter, David Gately and Mark Olmos from the Tabs with us this morning. Jamie Rogers is just resting on her laurels after almost tipping the card at Warrnambool during the week. Firstly, welcome to you, Mark Hunter. How are you seeing this program? Morning, Warren. Um, I was seeing it. I was pretty happy with it. But then um, you'd have to think we're going to get down to six and it just turns a couple of the ones that I liked. just puts them into the query range. So... I didn't really want more rain overnight. Anyway, we'll do our best and see how we go. Predominantly uh, a western suburbs boy. Does yet track walking skills extend as far as a sand down out there in the uh, in the southeast? No, no, it's a nasty trip. <laughs> if you get the wrong time, Warren, you uh, you head off at eight and eight on Wednesday, and get home sometime Thursday, usually from sand down. So, no, I didn't. I didn't manage to get there this weekend. But you'd think rail three. They've been racing rail through and getting away from the fence a little bit. So you'd have to think that they'll be coming out, uh, you know, four, five, six wide. That's, that's how I would read today. David Gately, good morning to you. How, how much are you looking forward to, to this meeting? Oh, very much so. On the eve of a carnival, a couple of group threes. So, no, exciting times. How are you reading the way the track may play today? Well, I think it's, yeah, pretty pretty standard hillside, isn't it? Especially if you get a jar out of the track. Um, yeah, so it was three metres, wasn't it, last meeting? Uh, so three metres today, sorry, true last meeting. Track played well. But most avoided that inside rail. Certainly expecting that to be the case today. Mark almost in the chair for the tab this morning. Jamie Rogers. Oh, tongue in cheek, Mark. I think Jamie might have a wedding this weekend that she's attending. Good morning to you, Mark. They're always big, big shoes to fill, Warren. Good morning to you and good morning to the rest of the panel and everybody tuning in. Yes, it's interesting talking about track conditions for this meeting being out three metres, just like Boxing Day. And from a punting perspective, going back to Boxing Day, uh, the first five favourites lobbed on the program, uh, then a couple of second favourites and a third favourite. Um, five of those uh, eight winners seeming to be up there and on pace, but uh, Snap Dunkel nugget all out of their meeting and they all look to be better than the races that they won on that occasion. So hopefully, from a punting perspective, we can get a similar result with a few more of the favoured uh, runners in with my punter's hat, of course, on Warren, not the tab hat. <laughs> with the, this meeting, what's the, the level of interest been and perhaps one or two of the best back runners at this stage? It's been a bit of a wait-and-see sort of a meeting. I think uh, having a look at the all-in markets from earlier this week, it creates a fair bit of interest. So all-in uh, punters for... Um, let's just say, for instance, Sarasana, we put up $7 all in bidding and it is much, much shorter than that now, which we'll, we'll get to later. So a few all in shoppers from the start of the week, I think, are pretty happy with horses uh, like Sarasana and, of course, Zolfico. They made the decision to, to go down to Melbourne with. But Road to Arataki has been quite well supported. And the horse in the last race out of the... English and Irish Derby's glory days has been specked away at nine fifty into about six dollars fifty last time I checked, uh, but still a fair bit of caution from punters. I think perhaps wanting to see what the weather was doing. First race is over a thousand metres, a benchmark seventy eight. Scratch numbers five and six. How's the market looking here with inundation likely to be the favourite here, Mark? A dollar fifty, uh, Warren uh, got as much as a dollar eighty five. That was prior to Mullane coming out and taking thirteen cents with him. Uh, fire there, uh, three ninety, specked away at three seventy, three sixty, and then with the scratchings into three dollars thirty. But there. 
are the two uh, gallopers that create the main interest in betting for the first. What do you think the, the run might be for the short price favourite here, Mark? Me? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, no, sorry, Mark, Mark Hunter. Mark Hunter. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll have to have Mark H <laughs> and Mark O. I'll have to develop a, another way to identify. Apologies. Mark Hunter, how are you reading the tempo here? Well, I think the two going forward were in no way of an inundation, and it's probably going to be run at a much, much slower tempo than it was last time that inundation went around. I think fire will come across and park on the shoulder of inundation and just try and get it the last 150 metres. So I'm tipping inundation. I just think it will, it's will. it got the race fitness on its side. I think it'll go forward and get a nice run, control the race, give a big kick, and it's the one they have to run down. I think fire's definitely a danger, I only had that one trial coming into the race, so I just hope it, you know it's fit enough to run down inundation. It's a good thousand metre horse, it's one on soft ground, and it's going to be in a great, challenging spot sitting on the shoulder of inundation. I think you'll see a good race just going with inundation with race fitness, but I wouldn't be taking the dollar fifty. They're well clear of the rest. Take your pick. Maybe number seven, Tycoon Hummer, with no weight running on, and four, no way ever. Up on the speed, hard and fit, hanging on for a place. So two chances. One just from three, then seven and four. There'll be no confusion here. There's only one Gator full stop, let alone on our panel. Gator, how are you seeing the first? Uh, look there, we've got some competition there. There was a horse, was there, named Gator. He was pretty slow, so that makes sense. Look, Inundation uh, was obviously a brilliant return win. The, the clock can't lie to you. It was sizzling time. Looked home here uh, last time. I'm a believer in the heat stress. I think it could affect any athlete, so I'm, I'm buying that. And uh, I think that's why he underperformed relative to the market. Still ran quick. Uh, it's not as quick as we'd all hoped. There was a horse in front of him at the end. Uh, fire resumes. Went back to the tail in the Sydney trial. Hit the line hard. He bolted in here. Fresh last breath. On wet ground, note that. And was barely touched. Then made a group class mare in Chain of Lightning work to beat him. So um, pretty good uh, reference. Good horse as well. And no way ever the inflinching forms. Easy to tie in that horse since one. And... Uh, and, and uh, that same horse had just run second inundation in fast time. So it's easy to tie in. And Zorro's Dream, uh, perhaps next best. One, three, four, two. One, three, four and two from Gator. One, three, seven and four from Marker. I'm also with inundation. Well documented, the, the heat stress. And Mick Price talking about the, the blood tests. And just uh, it was a bad day for inundation. And he's had time to freshen up, get his toe in the ground. And he'll ride the speed. And I think we'll see him bounce back today. Number one, inundation. Ahead of three fire, who's trialled up nicely in Sydney. He was off speed in that trial, really closed through the line well. But race conditions, I, I tend to agree with Mark. I don't think they'll be conceding. I think he might be in a stalking position and, and there to try and expose any chink in the armour of inundation late. Seven Tycoon Hummers trialled up well, probably first use of the track, hopefully not too much deterioration in the track from what it is the moment, uh, according to, to John McArdle, would suit Tycoon Hummer. I think she's coming to hand well, gets down in the weights with a claim for Matty Cartwright. And Zorro's Dream's been back to the jump out since that encouraging first up run. I thought Zorro's Dream, no way ever, look next best in, in the small field. One, three, seven, two for me in the first. Race two, one of the features, the Group 3 Chairman Stakes over 1,000 metres for the two-year-old. Scratch number seven, Extremely Wicked. What's the market looking like here, Mark? Seven cents coming out with Extremely Wicked, Warren. VC, it's been all about VC. Uh, even Sarah San at the start of the week. I mentioned those all in markets. They come out 
on Monday with NOMS. There was $4, and the punters that locked in anywhere between $4 and $3, I think, are on pretty good terms with themselves. Uh, two fifty, two sixty. now we're looking at two thirty for VC. He's also $10 for the Blue Diamond for anybody looking at futures betting ahead of the chairman's stakes today. VC $10 Blue Diamond. Sarasana 17 to 5 in all in book at the start of the week. Then acceptances 290 280 and now we see Sarasana at $2.70. They have the main interest up the top of betting. But Perilous Fighter, there was $51 all in betting and has since been 21 into 13. They continue to come for the Clayton Douglas trained cult by Star Spangled Banner. And there was even a spec for the Wangaratta Gallop, 101 into 51 Hell's Sun, currently sitting at $41. Any idea how they might run along here, Gator? Oh, not really. I mean, Zolfica's shown natural speed on debut. He didn't go super fast, but led. Um, Sarasota VC were up there. A couple of the trials have been right on speed as well, but obviously in nowhere near uh, race day pressure, so it's a bit of a guess there. Um, I'm with Sarasota. Looked really smart. Winning here on debut, that was some eight weeks ago. Ran really good time relative to the smart older horses on the day. That's what I look for. Uh, ran wide in a recent jump out, strong home, under no riding. VC looked smart on debut himself, no doubt. Raced away from Hellish, who had just run well in a group through Maribyrnong Stakes. So there was certainly some merit on the clock as well, so I'm not talking you out of, out of him. Written Bly, off speed, you know, close to the speed. It was good in his trial in, in a three-way go. He actually beat Sarasana in the heat. Look, they both went well. To my eye, Sarasana was was better, but, um, you know, been wrong before. Miss Burgoyne's shown some natural speed and talent at the jump outs. Ran a bit quicker time, too, than Key Rolf at Decido that morning. 3, 2, 9 and 8. How are you playing the second, Mark? Well, it's one of the ones where the rain scared me, Warren. I thought VC would win. I thought it was an outstanding debut win down the straight. I love that style of two-year-old sitting off them and just pouncing and... I thought that was a strong field, and the way it disposed of them wouldn't shock me if it's right there on Blue Diamond Day. So I thought it would sit off them and win. The one reservation I've now got is that it's had the one trial up in Sydney on slow ground and just went no good. It led, and it didn't look to be comfortable in the ground at all and weakened up the straight. So that's my little concern there. looks like there's more rain on the map coming, so you would expect a downgrade. To beat number three, Sarasana, who was... I think it did run time. I thought it won a weakish race on debut, but won well. It's the danger... After that, maybe number one, Zolfakar, who's got the blinkers on, should spear out from one and give you a sight. And nine written Bly, who should park just off the speed, trial well, and blending in at the right time. So I thought two would win. Just worried about a soft track now. Two, three, one, and nine. Mark Hunter, two, three, one, and nine in race two. David Gately with three, two, nine, and eight. I'm a carbon copy of Mark's tips here, but still plenty to learn in this race, particularly if we do get the downgrade. But... Like what I saw from number two VC on debut, the way he quickened down and, and put a space on the opposition there on the fresh side here. Two ahead of three, Sarasana, who's had a longer gap, but she's jumped out nicely between runs following her impressive debut. Think one Zolfakar's trialled up nicely in Sydney. He gets the blinkers on here, and I like the, the jump out of number nine, Written Bly, recently finishing alongside Sarasana as Gator outlined two, three, one and nine for me in race two. Race three is over 1,800 metres. It's a benchmark 70 for the three-year-old. Scratching is number six, Dillinger. What's the market shaping like here, Mark? We've got 270 for Hennessy Lad, and that is the horse with the main interest. Otherwise, a pretty quiet betting race. Uh, it's not as though Hennessy Lad has been smashed by the punters. Uh, 
I think, at a very settled price. Uh, Black Max was 4.40 into 3.80 earlier in the week. Uh, Dillinger, of course, came out on Thursday, eight cents, and a cost to the other one, eight dollars seven fifty into now six dollars for that two hundred and forty thousand dollar yearling for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Botton, Jordan Childs with the mount. Speed nearer the inside for me here in, in the third. I thought field the moment told Puddle on Hennessy Lad. The inside three barriers may well control the speed here. So unless something unusual happens to my eye, I, I think they might get control of, of the tempo early and be able to control the race. And well documented that Hennessy Lad didn't have a lot of luck back nearer the inside last time. Gets the claim here for, for Carlene Heffel and appears to get a nice run on the speed and the rise to 1,800 metres should be suitable. So I'm with him. Hennessy Lad one ahead of Eightfield the moment, who will be riding the speed, did ride the speed last time and, and battled on pretty well. Held off all but a, a smart horse in Shuffle Dancer who had a, a class edge on her opposition there. Two Black Max, he, he looked out and gone and, and rallied over 1,400 metres here on the hillside circuit. The way he stuck to his task there, you would think the step up to 1,800 metres would be in his favour. He's got through rain-affected ground previously. And five Northern Barrage, I like the way he ran through the, the line to be able to break the maiden. Takes that rising great, as a number of horses do coming off wins here in easier company, but looks quite progressive. One, eight, two and five for me in race three. Mark, how are you seeing this one? Warren, on the wet track sort of dimmed my confidence here. I thought number two, Black Max, was a good thing on, on a uh, sort of good force off five. It's had that one go on dry first up where it was just enormous. I'm not sure it handled the heavy second up and got the job done. I think it will absolutely relish the 1,800 metres. So as long as we don't get too much rain, I think Black Max will park fourth or fifth, stalk those ones you mentioned into the race. And I think it will be too strong here for number one, Hennessy Lad, who's got a soft six trial to its name or a trial quite well. Certainly a little bit unlucky last time. Not sure it would have won, but should have finished closer. Gets a great run with the claim. Five Northern Barrage can sit back midfield, uh, follow Black Max into the race. I think it'll be strong. It's got some chance. And then eight field at the moment. It'll get up on the speed and give you a sight. I just think it might get run down late. So I still think two can win. I don't want much more rain. Two, one, five, and eight. How are you playing this race, Gator? Uh, yeah, I'll go with one, Hennessy lad. I think the the run at Flemington two back was terrific, given it wasn't a day where, where much sort of swooped home out wider, and this was a horse that was able to defy that. Uh, it was only second up that day as well. Just didn't have momentum at the key stage at the Valley. Um, in my humble, should have won, but I, it's not a hill I want to die on. I respect all opinions. It's to 1,800. Black Max, big finale fresh, and held up less dynamic second up. Didn't quicken, but picked up and, and very strong late. That tells you... Uh, he's looking for ground. So he gets to 1,800 here. If you've been on the heels of Boogie Dancer in Berkeley Square, you'll win a lot of benchmark 70s. Field the moment uh, certainly has a case. Beat all bar a smart shuffle dancer at the Valley. The third horse was Miss Shaletti, who is here, and obviously just ran well to Hennessy Lad. So easy to tie that form in. And Acosta, um, nice work, Newcastle. Ran into Showtime Ladies. Not a slouch. Won six races, that horse. And next best, one, two, eight, four. One, two, eight, and four from Gator. Mark Hunter, two, one, five, and eight. My numbers in race three are one, eight, two, and five. One via the SMS. I'll start with you, Gator. Are you expecting that horses are going to be able to run on today? I wouldn't imagine there'd be any issue whatsoever, as long as you're good enough and there's tempo there. Yeah, I tend to agree with that, and that's the way Hillside generally plays, particularly with some give-out. Mark, are you reading it? And you mentioned that you thought Black Max might stalk the speed and be too strong. Are you thinking horses get a chance to run on? Yeah, absolutely, Warren. You, you know, Gator mentioned where they came last time, the rail true, and 
that just makes sense. They're just going to edge out, especially with some giving the track. They'll edge out and they'll run on for sure. 21 after 8, the Melbourne Form Panel. Plenty more to come after this.